Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again, Bread and Circuses Podcast. I am Rooster here with Crow. Hello. How you doing, Crow? Good. We're gonna do something a little different today for the next hour. Crow's gonna talk about the stock market. Go. Um well, there's this thing called the stock market. And what happens is big companies uh-huh. trade money, and sometimes littler companies trade money. Uh-huh. And the big companies screw over the little companies. Which is And wrong. that's that's bad. Okay. <laughs> Thank you, Kamala Harris, yeah. explaining the Soviet uh, – well, not Soviet, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Mm-hmm. If you haven't heard this, it's pre- pretty pathetic. She basically – She was on a like a black talk show called in and – Wasn't the she guy, on Charlemagne or No, whatever? it was a different one. But he, he, he goes, you know, you know, with all this Ukraine-Russia stuff going on, you know, I want you to explain to us in layman's terms what's really going on. And so, to her, talking to black people means she has to speak to them like they're, you know, second graders. And uh, I guess her idea of layman's terms of talking to black people is like, okay, so basically, a big country invaded a little country, and that's bad. It was, it was, it was literally, literally that. Like maybe a Crow. F- few more words. Crow. 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 All right, Saki. I I can't stand her either. So I'm trying <laughs> to find this quote here. Um. Was it? <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. So, uh, Ukraine is a country in Europe, and it exists next to another country called Russia. Russia is a bigger country. It doesn't have the full quote here, but it goes on like that, and it basically says, uh, "Oh, here, <laughs> here's somebody making fun of her. Uh, Ukraine is in." Uh, Ukraine's a country in Europe, okay? It exists next to another country called Russia, okay? Russia's a bigger country, okay? Russia decided to invade a smaller country called Ukraine. So basically, that's wrong, okay? It's wrong to invade smaller countries, okay? Yeah, pretty bad. She, she gets dumber by the minute, doesn't she? And I'm not saying that out of malice. I don't like her, but... It, it really, the stuff she's talking about is just dumb. Yeah. And she can't, I don't know, what was the other one she did? There was one in, in, when she was talking, I don't know if it was uh, United Nations or some sort of, uh, she was a del- in a delegation speaking to other other countries, and I mean, it was embarrassing. I, I wish I knew that it was so eye-rollingly bad. It was, it was basically the same kind of thing where she, you could tell she didn't know what the fuck to say, and she just, it was like these really banal platitudes. And uh, and the countries were like, we're talking about serious shit here. You know, can she go away? <laughs> I mean, let's really take a moment and understand the significance of what we're talking about, she says. It's been over 70 years. And through those 70 years, there's been peace and security. We're talking about the real possibility of war in Europe. Also, the Berlin Wall only came down three decades ago. Oh, no, sorry. This is somebody else. Yeah, this is a different quote than the one I was thinking of. But. Yeah. She just, she can't, she can't put words together in any meaningful way. And I think part way, part of the way through it, her brain has got to be going, you sound kind of dumb right now. Yeah. 
Stop it. But she, another part of her brain is like, going, you're so smart. I don't. You, you girl. I think she's so very insecure. And I think part of that, that's part of why she has that uh, defensive laugh, too. <laughs> all of her veins are bulging in her neck, and she's like trying to think while she's laughing. It's just not working. Don't you think every politician is insecure? I think they're they're afraid of saying the wrong thing or getting getting that bad soundbite soundbite. So, but um, isn't isn't every political sort of well every ninety nine point five percent of them to just pull a number out of thin air? It isn't it just a popularity contest? Isn't it just a testosterone testosterone riddled st- or steroid? Steroid injected version of prom queen, prom king, or student body president. I mean, is a, I, I want you to like me. And if I get more votes than you, then I can prove that you like me more than that person. Yeah, some of them. I don't know if all of them are that way. I think a lot of them are. Either that or they're just corrupt. Like Snow Woman. <laughs> Amy Klobuchar from Minnesota. Um, all right, so I want to talk some more about Ukraine. Yeah, uh, Biden just came out today and with a little speech about how he's um, banning Russian oil imports. Yeah, because that was the right thing to do a while back. Well, and he also said that, you know, ever since uh, the Russia um, had designs on um, Ukraine, Ukraine uh, that the gas prices have spiked like 7%. That's what he said in the, in, the, in the speech or something like that. It's like so basically he was like blaming every, blaming it on the he, gas price spikes on Russia. He's calling it Putin's increase. Yeah, he's blaming it on. Putin. It's like, uh, did you not know? Did you not notice that gas prices were steadily increasing for the last year? And and then, and then they try to see people try to say, well, they were increasing uh, at the end of Trump's um, term too. Yeah, but that was after uh, Biden was elected. It was before he was inaugurated. But after right. he was elected, then the prices started going up because they all fucking knew what was coming down the line. And what came down the line. Exactly. What they thought was going to come down the line. Which was? Uh, uh, stopping all the um, the ability to explore and, and produce. And, and even Crow. if Crow. <laughs> you're going to do Saki's line about 9,000. There are 9,000. Yeah. Leases available. So why don't you check? Maybe you should ask the oil companies. There's 9,000 permits out or leases out. Why, why they aren't drilling it. Okay. Because that doesn't mean it's it's oil-rich land that they Crow. have the leases on. It's just land. It's just government land. It doesn't mean it's oil-rich. Crow, the and the tone of your question, I question the tone of your and question. And even if it was a significant, they thought they might have significant oil supply in that area, they're still going to be reticent to start drilling there because they know Biden... And the administration has been saying all along they're going to punish everybody that's involved in the oil business um, when they drill for oil. So, their their and their their goal was to shut it down. It's so funny when he was running for president and he said something about I don't know the exact quote, but somebody asked him, "Are you willing to are you willing to um, allow blue collar workers to suffer in order to um, go along with the Green Deal stuff?" And he goes, he he didn't even hesitate. He goes, "Absolutely." And he, go, he goes, the, you know, we're going to stop all reliance on fossil fuels in my presidency. We're going to stop a reliance on everything, coal, gas, and, and gas, and, and, and natural gas. And, and you're thinking, so, and you're pushing people towards electric cars? And how do you power electric cars? How's electricity produced? There's no such thing as an electric car. Yeah. They are coal-powered vehicles. Yes. That's what, per, that's what they are. They're coal-powered. They're not electric cars. Like you said, they're coal-powered. Um. 
If you haven't seen the clip of it, Mike Rowe was on uh, Tim Pool's show, and it was great. They had um, had a great exchange about just you know the the whole you know how we really champion people who go to college, but not people who yeah. you know just go and work. But uh, the, Mike really boiled this whole thing down to it's going to be a pun in a second here. Um, they were talking about fossil fuels and all that. And he said, well, Tim Poole goes, so how do you create electricity? And Mike starts going, well, first of all, it's this. And, and Tim goes, whoa, I'm not talking about the chemical reaction here. He's like, you're really smart. But uh, what do you do? And Mike goes, well, it's pretty much you boil water, create steam, turn a turbine. Coal does that really well, although it's dirty. And then they, then you create uh, uh, nuclear power, which boils a lot of water, makes a lot of steam, turns a turbine really fast. But basically, electricity comes down to burning a fossil fuel to turn a turbine to create electricity. Now, you can have wind power and you can have solar, but those things alone cannot deliver the amount of power we need uh, and people should say, well, we should use less. It's funny how the people who use the most are the ones telling us we should use less. Yeah. Um, but basically it comes down to we can lessen our dependence on fossil fuels, but the world is going to run on fossil fuels. That's just how it is. And until somebody else comes up with something else. Well, and if America stops producing, uh, being a net uh, net uh, producer exporter, or exporter or, um and energy independent, what that means is that the world's basically going to have to rely on other countries that don't care, don't have all of our initiatives to and oversight for being more clean, quote unquote clean. So you're going to have India, China, and whoever else producing this energy, really dirty energy. Mm-hmm. And America's out of loop. So you're not, you're making things worse. If you're allowing America to produce the energy that America um, needs for itself, you're going to get cleaner energy. If you, if and, and nobody talk about everybody needs to reduce, they don't. So shut the fuck up about that. You're going to tell your neighbor to stop using their air conditioner when it's 90, 90 something degrees out. You're going to do that yourself. You're going to tell your neighbor to do it, but you won't do it. No, no, no. I'm going to vote for politicians who will uh, who will create um, panels and subcommittees to hire people to go there and find them. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do. So because that makes me virtuous. We're just going to have. A dirty energy, dirtier energy, more pollution-causing energy. That's what we're gonna have. But I get to keep my principles. No, you don't. Yes, I do. Yeah. Because I'm using a solar-powered air conditioner in my house. Oh, are you? Yeah. It doesn't work on the really hot days or when it's raining or it. Look, it only works like five days out of the year. But my principles. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an argument people will make. They'll say, "Hey, look, at least, uh, you know, at least the people who are pushing green energy." are sticking to their principles. Okay, that's fine. But the problem is, no, they're really saying, um, you know, it's it's going to cost us more, it's going to make life more inconvenient, but, you know, that's what I think we should do. If that's what they really believed, I'd, I'd be like, but okay, most I disagree with But most of flying you. around in jets and shit. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, but they need to spread the message. They're more well, yeah, important. John Kerry is an important person. Yeah. And he needs to fly around and oh. do his things on his jet because, damn it, he's saving the Al planet. Gore and all them. Yeah. Dipshits. Mm-hmm. So getting back to this leases thing um, on federal land, all of these leases are issued pre-exploration. 
So, so they, they have no idea. They shut down Anwar, which has oil, and we know it, and we could be using it right now. There's enough oil in Anwar to power the entire United States. We could just drill there, but we're not doing it. So they say, hey, here's these other leases. So it's a, it's this analogy isn't perfect, but it's pretty good. It's like you saying, I need a place to live. How about those apartments or those houses right there? And they go, no, 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 no. You can't have those. But there are plenty of places we've made available to build a house. So go do that. Don't tell us that we're wrong for telling you you can't live here. We've made plenty of other places for you to go build a place to live. So go do that. Okay? Next question, please. That's that's the equivalent. So, yes, there are thousands of leases available to oil companies, but that requires those oil companies to then spend money to explore and possibly not even find it there. It's not like everybody goes, oh, we know exactly where the oil is. We're going to go get it. There are some places we do know where the oil is, and they're not allowing them to go get it. So, yep. And when they – and so uh, – a uh, process like fracking, which is really expensive, and it it gets uh, oil that's harder to process. It's not the light, sweet, crude. Um, w- basically, the way that uh, OPEC shut that down is they just started producing tons of oil and selling it at a loss. So when the cost, and I can't remember what the tipping point is for the fracking number, but when the when a barrel of oil starts getting down at 50 bucks a barrel, it just doesn't make any sense for them to do it. So you would think, hey, why don't they start fracking again? Well, the government is making it extremely difficult to do any fracking because they say it's bad for the environment. They can't, they can't prove that. They want to very, very badly. But they can't show you evidence that shows, hey, here's, here's where fracking ruins everything. They will literally say stuff like, you know, we've had an increase in earthquakes. And uh, pretty much going to say that has to do with fracking. <laughs> So now if you understand plate tectonics and how the, how the earth works, it's ridiculous to think that drilling a mile into the earth's crust is going to cause an earthquake. That's just dumb. But that's all they have to do is just say that. And so they're making it more and more difficult on people. So now, and I, look, I applaud them shutting down the imports from Russian oil. Fucking starve that son of a bitch out, you know? And people say, well, the Chinese will just buy as well. Fine. Let them buy it. We're not doing it. Yeah. And, you know, he's selling that oil is something he needs to do. And and don't tell me that us not buying 10% of the United States consumption from Russia isn't going to hurt them. It's a big them. deal. Yeah. You know, that's going to hurt them. Period. So... But the other side of that would be to let to take the leash off of our oil companies and let us be a net exporter. So again, we could be sending oil to to um, and natural gas, and it's in our national security to to do that, right? But if we start sending that to uh, the Europeans, well, now that hurts Russia even more. Yeah. So, but we're not going to do that part because you know it's. It's one of these things like it's okay to tell other people they can't do something, but it's not okay for us. Yeah, but according to Biden, it's going to be okay because he's going to open up the uh, strategic national oil reserves. Uh, for a second time. 
yeah to to alleviate the the prices that's not the fucking point of that of the of the strategic reserves to to alleviate high prices so i believe the department of uh the secretary of uh energy i think is jennifer granholm who was a useless piece of shit who used to be the governor of uh, michigan i think and someone asked her a few months ago how many barrels of oil does the united states use in a year and she did the kamala harris cackle mm-hmm. you know and she's like, <laughs> what a dumb question. She doesn't. She can't answer the fucking question. Right. I think there are, I don't know, three or four questions that you should know on your first day of working as the uh, Secretary of Energy. Um, that, and I'm thinking, how much oil we use in a day would be right up there. Mm-hmm. And she couldn't answer it. And part of that is because she's a dummy. Um, I mean, like legit stupid. And part of it is that she's in a position that doesn't really require you to do anything other than sort of just show up. All of these secretarial positions are given out to, you know, political friends as favors. It's like ambassadorships and things like that. Well, this is the uh, the administration that has Pete Buttigieg as the but the transportation secretary. Yeah. And then he immediately went on a two month leave, uh, maternity leave. Yeah. I mean, it's, they're not serious people. No. It's it's an actual joke. Well, and people will say, why are you picking on Jennifer Granholm? Okay, look, Rick Perry was the Department of, uh, or the Secretary of Energy under, um, was it under Trump? I think it was. Rick Perry's a dummy, too. Mm-hmm. Okay? So, there's your fairness. The These people, they aren't serious people. Uh, um, who's the, uh, Ben, I'm the doctor. Carson. Yeah. Why do they make him the Secretary of Housing and Urban Development? That's not his forte. He's a fucking yeah. brain surgeon. Right. Why isn't he the Surgeon well, General? Black. Yeah, I, I know. At, at least he's a smart guy. Yeah. I think no ability to handle not his wheelhouse necessarily. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's it, it's just further proof that these things are just political appointments. They're not picking the best person. Right. But getting back to Pete Buttigieg and his uh, maternity leave, did you hear his solution to high oil prices? Uh, electric cars. No, it was more specific than that. What? Just go buy an electric car. Oh, yeah. Just buy an electric car. But then Biden came out and, and said, well, we're going to make buying electric cars cheaper. We're going to do that. Has he said that in the last 48 hours? I think so. I think that was part of his um His, his rant today? His rant today. I, I believe it was part of that. Do you think he knows what he's saying? No, he's just told what to say, and he says it. He's or he's teleprompted, and he takes his uh, he takes his little uh, um, you know vitamin Adderall spike before he gets out there, and he says what he's supposed to say. See, because I think the part where his brain sort of clutches up on stuff isn't even so much um, that he's losing it, although I think he is losing it sometimes. I think it's when his brain is because you can think three times faster than you can read. I think it's his brain going, "Wait, what? What was that? I don't I don't understand that." And then he trips over it yeah but you know it's not because he's uh it's not because he's uh adult brained it's because he's a stutterer you know that's he trips over it but no Buttigieg came out and said just go buy an electric car first of all try buying an electric car right now you're not gonna be able to get one there's uh, a waiting list on a lot of second of all they cost about sixty thousand right. dollars so not only are they expensive then you can't get one you can't just go out and say i'm, I'm gonna give up my gas i'm gonna sell my gas car uh, power car go get me an electric car that ain't gonna happen but let's say you could. Let's say you can take your six or seven year old car and go buy uh, an electric, an set electric guitar. Um, 
uh, a coal-powered car. Mm-hmm. How many people can afford to do that? We have more people now making $100,000 living check to check because the cost of everything And how with inflation so and everything else that's going on, how is, how is Biden, he didn't get into specifics, obviously, how is he going to make it so that it's more affordable to buy them right now, like, like to alleviate that now? Well, because uh, to, to, to offset the gas prices. Because he met with Ford, GM, and um, uh, who else? But not Tesla. It wasn't Elon who's, Musk. <laughs> who sells more electric cars than anybody else. And he, he said, uh, we need to do something about producing more gas and oil at this point. Yeah, he's like, we have to, we need to lower the price of cars. So all they're going to do is they're going to pass some package or try to pass some package in Congress that will give those companies money to offset the reduced price they want you to sell their vehicles at. That's it. And they're doing it because it's a union-based thing. It's just so damn dirty that it comes around to, well, but those we really want to, uh, we we don't want to spike the gas price, so we won't shut off the stuff to, yeah. to Russia. But when we do, and the price is going to go up, let's blame it on Putin and tell people to buy electric cars, and we'll get together with these electric um, car makers. I keep saying electric cars. I mean coal-powered coal cars. cars. We'll get together with these coal-powered car makers. And uh, but not the ones that don't have the guys who are probably going to vote for us, which are yeah. the union members. So and then to fill the gap, we're going to go to OPEC, OPEC and Saudi Arabia and all these countries that fucking hate us and beg and, for oil. And Venezuela. And Venezuela and beg for oil. Now I did hear a great um, commentary from uh, Trish Regan on why we probably should be dealing with Venezuela because they're in our hemisphere, mm-hmm. and if we don't, the Russians and Chinese are going to do it. Yeah. We need to do something uh, in our in our own backyard. And Maduro, who I think is a piece of shit, and Chavez, who was a piece of shit before him, uh, but Maduro's at least said, "Hey, you don't think our elections are fair? Send in whoever you want." But you know what's going to happen? It's going to be the same thing that happened in fucking Ukraine. We got involved in Ukraine because Ukraine had open and fair elections, and it turns out that they were more um, sympathetic to Russia, and we just we didn't like that, so we we went in and we 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 funded a violent basic regime change twice we did yes i am not aware of this motherfuckers tell me this story well i don't have the specifics in front of me because i'm using a slow computer so i'm having trouble finding you mean and by that you mean your brain (laughs) yes yes an old and slow computer but yeah we we were we were behind uh regime change in ukraine because the the democratically elected leaders were pretty much pro-russia we're, we're, we're leaning towards Russia and we, but that's how this whole corruption thing came into play. It's like, well, it's so corrupt that, you know, we have to go and we have to correct this. So we, you know, basically violently over, had funded and helped to violently overthrow the, the democratically elected leaders of Ukraine leader. I think it was the same one twice. I think he got out of there and they came back. I have to look it up, but now, now they've got this, um, Zelensky in there who's more amenable, who wants to be part of the, um, E, not the West, e, the West yeah, EU, EU and, and the West, NATO, and he's basically more more pliant to our um, our will. The Western and and, and Russian no, Putin's not an idiot. Putin's not stupid. He may be a thug. He may be a, a power mad, you know, uh, so asshole. But he's not. He's not stupid. So you're pro Putin now? Yeah, and that's another thing that's starting to really piss me All off. All I'm hearing is you love Putin. It's not pissing me off that these assholes on the left are, are doing that rigmarole, saying, "Oh, if if you say anything." Um, you know, negative about Ukraine or, 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 or what's happening over there, then you're pro Putin and the right are falling for it. A lot of them, 
I've heard it on talk shows. I heard it in politicians, and they're going overboard to really go. Putin's a real fucking bastard. He's so bad. It's like you don't have to go that far. He is a bastard. He is, but you don't have to change just to appease them. You don't have to like. It's like saying. You know, you talk about black crime being statistically high, you know, a shitload of, of crime is like statistically ridiculously black on everybody else. And but before you say that, you have to go, you know, black people are really great people. I mean, they have great culture and it's great people. And there's some smart people. And I like Thomas Sowell and I like uh, and go some of my best friends yeah, are black. Some of my best friends are black. Now, Thomas, Thomas Sowell's not black, though. Yeah. But it's like doing that. It's like it's like, OK, you don't have to fucking do that. And I'm getting tired of it. I'm tired of us playing their game. Yeah, I think that was a thing I liked about Trump. The and there's things about Putin. There's things about Putin that, you know, he he, you can what he wants is to reinstitute or reconstitute the USSR. He wants to spread he, Mother Russia. He's he's a proud Russian or a proud you know uh, communist, you know, whatever uh, USSR. What does that stand for? United Soviet Socialist Republic. Yeah, so he's, so that's what he is. Former KGB. Socialist he was under that. He was he's proud of that. He wants he wants the glory of that again. And he wants to be the guy to bring it about. And he wants to be the he's he's power hungry. He's power hungry and he's prideful. A lot of leaders are like that. Okay, let's get past that. Is he insane? No. He's he's reacting to things that we've done or that the West has done stupidly. That, he he that could we, he could be insane. I don't think so. I mean, I he can well. All of those things can be true, but at the same, I mean, if you just want to indiscriminately bomb but he's, civilians, if that's happening, because honest to God, I don't know. Well, the more we read, the more we hear about it, the more it sounds like it's 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 he's he's been he's been pu- not pushed, but he's been kind of guided this way. We could have diplomatically saw this many times before this, um, from what I understand. Um, but it's it's like we're goading him into this. How how could we have because because we're we're doing stuff like like the Democrats like Biden and and Democrats are saying stuff a, a year or two ago hinting that they're going to allow that they're going to make an exception and allow Ukraine into the EU even though that wasn't that shouldn't have been on the table at any point. Well, I I will say this in defense of Biden. It's not up to him whether I know, but even saying but even saying it, it's it's like this provocational bullshit. So I'm not saying that's justifying what he's doing, but that's just one thing. It's it's um, it's it's us manipulating or being over there and and saying to, uh, being involved in their in their elections and saying their elections weren't fair, even though they were supposed supposedly democratically elected, and then going and installing another guy. How is that not provocation? It's like somebody going into Mexico and f- from another country and and uninstalling their president and putting somebody that's 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 Russia compliant i believe that was my example yeah well you probably probably did i mean i'm I'm not i'm not that's not something i came up with but that's what it is yeah um and i don't know i just it'd almost be like if the if the uh, old soviets put missiles in cuba yeah and then you're hearing he's bombing civilians out well guess what now i didn't come up with this either and i don't know who brought it up today i heard it on the radio i think that now that Zelensky is saying we'll give weapons to everyone yeah everybody pick every man of, of, of fighting age you listen to clay and buck today, that must have been them yeah pick up pick up arms and you're fighting guess what you just turn civilians into fighters and you turn the women and children into human shields so if in he bombs mind. if he bombs he will feel justified yeah. in carpet bombing civilians saying you turn them all into fighters yeah so this is all kind of like there's so many things that you you have to go 
this could not have been solved diplomatically or, or, or financially beforehand? It, it seems like it could have. Well, I don't know that it could have. I mean, I, I honestly don't. But I do think that you should be able to bring up the other side of this without someone saying, oh, you're just pro-Putin. So, for example, they say, well, the Russians have said there's going to be these um, humanitarian corridors to let people leave. And then they bomb them. And we go, oh, that son of a bitch. My question is, who told us there's going to be the corridors? Who said it? Yeah. It's our news sources. Yeah. Who, who I don't trust anyway. Period. I don't, none of them. Fox News, CNN, MSNBC, I don't trust any of them because they all have agendas. So, you know, did, did the Russians really say there's going to be a humanitarian corridor? Or is... And I don't know. Maybe Zelensky's a piece of shit too. Maybe Zelensky's lying uh, yeah, about I don't stuff. Know. I, I'm, I'm assuming that that a country that dealt with Hunter and Joe Biden in corrupt scandal after corrupt scandal that we don't even know half of what's been going on over there. I suspect he knows what's going on, and he's part of that. I, I'm sorry. This is not our fight. This is Europe's fight. Yep. Just like if use the Mexico example again, I'm not expecting. Germany and England and all them to send troops over here. No, Canada maybe, because hey, you got some interest in this. But I don't expect them to fly all their troops over here and start doing stuff. Now, if they want to send people in Mexico stuff to fight back against Russia taking over Mexico, awesome. That I appreciate that, and that's really where we can where we can beat these guys. You know, is just that that's what we did in World War II before we got in. You know, I don't. There's very few people. Again, because we don't teach school in school, that think World War II went on from like 1937 to 1945. And technically, it's probably more like 39. I think that's when the uh, Nazis rolled into Poland and stuff. But, I mean, they were grabbing land before that. I mean, they, they tested their stuff out in the Spanish Civil War, which I think was 1935 and 36. Yeah. So, it, it was simmering for a long time. But I just... I hate the idea that you say, do we really know that there's humanitarian convoys? That they're, and they go, are you kidding me? And you know what else I'm sick and tired of hearing about? This freaking stalled convoy that's not coming into Kiev now. They just show a bunch of pictures of a bunch of Russian vehicles. No troops around them, nothing. And they start going, well, the troops aren't there because, uh, you know, it broke down and Putin doesn't have his logistics right. So all the troops are living in the woods nearby. I don't know if that's true, but the more they talk about it, the more far-fetched it sounds all the time. Mm -hmm. And I get that he may not have thought – he may be wrong logistically, um, but that's what – that's the famous military saying. Every plan survives first uh, – you know, survives until first contact with the enemy. Yeah. You know? And so maybe, yeah, they expected the Ukrainians to roll over a little bit more, and they didn't. I'm not guessing they gave these troops three days' worth of fuel and – and food and went, fuck, it went to five days. What are we going to do now? Well, yeah, it's just the misinformation is crazy. And then the, the, the warmongering is driving me crazy. Um, you've, you've got Republicans doing it too. Lindsey Graham just came out and said, we need to assassinate Putin. Yeah, I mean. I mean, come on, stop it. When he says, you know, is there a Brutus over there? I mean, you can think that all you want. But that's something you shouldn't say as a statesman and, and with exactly. a high profile. Exactly. And on top of that, talk about having principles. That's the thing I say all the time. You can't condemn Putin for poisoning, you know, opponents of his with radiation and all that. I mean, just fucking these people up. Seriously. Mm -hmm. 
and then have Lindsey Graham. You can't say, oh, you can't do that. And Lindsey Graham come on and go, hey, can somebody kill this fucker? Yeah. And be like, but that's okay. And there's so many people just in the world in general whose, whose morality and ethics and principles are built solely around what works for them. You know, and when they step outside of, you know, what they can call people terrible names, but if someone calls them a name, it's like, oh, you're a hateful bigot, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I just, I get sick of these people. So, yeah. Speaking of Elon Musk, he said the U.S. needs to boost fossil fuel production immediately, which goes against, you know, like he wants people to buy his electric cars too, but he knows he's, he understands how important this is. I want smart people. And Elon Musk is a smart person. Honest to God, I don't know where his politics lie. I'm going to guess that he's more libertarian because I'm not buying that he's like an out-and-out conservative. Yeah. But maybe he is. Well, I and mean, he's still talking about doing human brain chips and all that. Kind of, like stuff that's creepy, too. Like he's, he, he, well, he's talked about that, but he's also said, you know, we really should slow our roll on this because it's... Yeah. So, I don't know, but uh, he's, he's, uh, he's a smart person, and I want people to let smart people not make our decisions but have some room to move around and maneuver and and create stuff and uh you know they spend all this time trashing elon musk and i think the guy's a he's a revolutionary thinker and you know, yeah he's gonna do he's gonna do good things if you let him i mean i've i've heard now that he's got a and he he does talk a lot of shit too but I've heard that he's got a new solar panel that, you know, may not have precious earth metals in it. That's that'd be nice. Yeah, talk well, about I mean, eco-friendly. You've seen these. I've been tempted to buy one of those those four Patriots like folding yeah. panels because it looks like it charges up pretty well. And and uh, I mean, if he makes a solar panel that say is like ten times as effective as one of the portable ones you can buy, and it'll it'll power up your uh, just your appliances in your house for a day wouldn't you go out and buy one of those things yeah if, it had, if you had a good battery that kept a kept a reservoir of energy and didn't deplete and all that kind of stuff even if it even if depleted but if it could if it could allow me to use less electricity on sunny days like let's say all it did on a sunny day was powered half of your house wouldn't that be awesome yeah i'd buy a couple of those yep so Right, we're gonna get back to some would you rather's. Okay. Right, because we haven't done those. Aren't those three thousand questions about me though? Yeah, well, I just <laughs> I just read, read the, the front wrong, of the read the, the wrong book. book. All right, if you ever became a writer, what would your writer pseudonym be? Mm. Coxma Plenty. <laughs> no, not your porn name. Oh, my writer pseudonym. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, I I don't think I think I'd want to use my real name. As a writer. You would? Yeah. I mean, it depends on what you're writing. If you're writing Isn't it cooler to have a pseudonym? If you're writing, like, fiction. Yeah, but your name would look stupid on a book. I'm just saying. Just Crow? <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, I'll just go by Crow? No, your real name. Mm. Okay, and so your uh, your porn name would be Cox Plenty. <laughs> I thought that would be the movie you starred in. Uh, no. No, no, no. <laughs> right before... I take... That's, so that's what? Is, yeah. So <laughs> what is your? Uh, you didn't answer. What is your pseudonym? Writing pseudonym? Sure. I don't. It would have to be something cool like a. I know this is used, but a a Jack Ryan's. You know something like. Something. That's real. 
short to the point. Hmm. You know? Yeah, I, I, I'd know. I'd have, I'd have no interest in having a fake name. I'd want, I, the, I want the accolades to myself. I thought Stephen King would have been cooler if he was Steve King. You know, something like that. Okay. So, what would your porn name be? I wouldn't have a porn name. What? You can't just be you. No, I wouldn't be in a porn, so there'd be no porn name. What happened to you, man? It's supposed to be. Uh, isn't it supposed to be your first pet in the street you lived on? Yeah, I don't like that one. I think mine would be Bolt Upright. <laughs> okay. I, st- I stole that from a friend of mine. <laughs> Do you know what uh, John Cena's was going to be? Hmm. Well, he did not say his porn name. He said uh, he was on the Graham Norton show. And uh, I know you don't like John Cena, but and there there are reasons there. Unlike your uh, rabid hatred for Dan Crenshaw. Yeah, that guy. Um, that fucking guy. <laughs> but uh, John Cena, they were he was on Graham Norton with Matthew McConaughey, and they were talking about you know old wrestlers and all that. And they were like, "Oh yeah, Haystacks Calhoun." And John Cena goes, "And yet I'm John Cena." <laughs> oh, but they said if you could. If you could pick your name, what would it be? He goes, Dick Hammerbush. <laughs> there you go. I think yours would be pl- uh, Plug Buddicus. <laughs> it's the Roman Legion one. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If you had to describe yourself as a flavor, what would it be? Uh, umami. <laughs> Is that a flavor or a food? That's a, that's a flavor. It's like salty, sweet, bitter. What's the other one? So basically all the flavors. Salty, sweet, bitter, and umami. Really? I think it's supposed to be like savory. Okay. So You couldn't just say sla- savory? I just, I just want to be pretentious. Okay. <laughs> so pedantic. That's Anyways, saying slavery, that was racist. I didn't say slavery. Yes, you did. No. Not like when you dropped the F word before. <laughs> the last one. Uh, what's... <laughs> What's something that's too hard for you to imagine? <laughs> you being in a porn under your under your writing pseudonym? Yeah, I just <laughs> there's things I don't want to imagine. I don't want anyone to speak them because then I'll start to imagine them. Yeah. Okay. Skip that one. Have you ever rescued anyone or anything? Yes, I think we've talked about this before. You did. I rescued a drowning kid once. So did I. You're oh. using my story. Oh, am I? Yeah. Was he trying to pull himself up by his own hair? You can't rescue a drowning kid. You can't swim. I, I didn't have to. He was he was shorter than the level of the water, and I was taller, so I rescued him. <laughs> it was in a pool. I could I could touch the bottom of the pool. He couldn't. Okay. And he, he was drowning behind his. His parents were ignoring him, and he was and he drowning. Picked him up by his hair, huh? No, he was trying to. That's pull what him, I heard. He was trying to pull himself out of the water by his hair. It was pretty adorable. <laughs> Except for the part where he was drowning. Yeah, I'm like I'm like Dude, that kid's drowning. So I went run, I jumped in and waded over to him and picked him up and I took him over to his parents and go, hey, your kid was drowning. They're like, uh, uh, thanks. Okay. Because like gagging and coughing and spitting up water. Um, if you participated tomorrow, could you win a spelling bee? No. Oh, I'm I'm not bad at spelling. But everybody now is kind of like complacent when it comes to spelling event because of the autocorrect. You couldn't win a spelling contest. Oh, no. Win one? No. No. Well, it depends on who. If I Am I going against street, you know, people off the street? I probably could. Just randomly. No, you're people. going against a bunch of homeschooled Indian kids. No, I wouldn't win that. <laughs> but if you just randomly select people, like, around, I bet you, you'd have a pretty good chance. I'd have a pretty good chance of winning it. I'm pretty good spelling. Really? Yeah, pretty good at spelling. <laughs> I'm pretty good spelling. Pretty good spelling. I'm pretty good spelling. I'm good. I'm our, our, our good speller. <laughs> I am. <laughs> okay. Maybe not so one. much a speaker. What uh, 
what celebrity do you think is a positive role model for kids? Mm, well, Mike Rowe. Yeah. I think he would balk at celebrity, though. He is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, he is an actor. Or he was a television, had television show. He's a celebrity. Uh, positive influence on kids. Trump. You think so? Sure. I don't think Doesn't he's a positive drink. influence on kids. Yeah, but nobody knows that. <laughs> no. I, got a good I, work ethic? Mike Rowe's a good one, yeah. Uh, celebrity. Uh, I think, isn't Keanu Reeves supposed to be a pretty good guy? Yeah, I think Matthew McConaughey is too. Yeah. I mean, he's a liberal, but... But the fact is, they're not real. You don't really... They're quiet, so that's not... You want somebody that actually, you know, like their politics, you know where they're coming from, like Mike Rowe. Yeah. And I'm not saying that liberals can't be. I just... I don't know. The current state of the left right now seems to be self-loathing. Like Denzel like Washington seems like a good guy. Mm. Yeah, I think so too. Especially his stuff about it's not... It's not about color, it's about culture. Yeah, and I've heard him speak, you know, about making it Hollywood and how it's basically just work ethic and all. He's, he's, he'd probably be a good role model. He had a great thing about, um, yeah, they were talking about, um, you know, just kids getting into trouble and they were trying to make it a racial thing. Because they always do with him. They're always trying to suck him into that. And he, he rarely falls for it. But he had one where he said, you know, I, my thing is always, where's the father? Yeah. He said, I hung out with some kids and he goes... I did the same stuff they did. He goes, but I had parents who set set him straight. Yeah. And I think he said his parents weren't even together, but he said his, but they still, he goes, my dad was a gentle man. He didn't say gentleman. And he goes, he turned me on to other things. And he goes, those friends of mine are doing time. And I went another direction. He says, the only difference is I had a dad around. Yeah. So there's a YouTuber, Rap, rapper or musician youtuber uh, his name's eric july mm-hmm. channels young ripa something 55 or something like that um and he's he's like basically talks about how the only way that black people can get out of poverty and get out of this you know this this generational poverty is to embrace the black nuclear family is to make sure that families are together and that you have a mother, father raising children. That's the only way they can do it at this point. Why does he hate black people so much? <laughs> he was on a, yeah, he, he went on somebody else's podcast, some black guy's podcast, and they, they went at it um, over him defending uh, a guy from Geeks and Gamers that said the Batman movie had um, part of his, he had like a 40 minute review. And then a snippet of his review, the white guy said uh, that the new Batman movie has um, Batman and Alfred are the two white guys that are good guys basically. And every other white guy in the movie is a bad guy. And he goes, and, and all the black people or non-white people are good guys. He goes, the, the new, uh, Alfred, not Alfred, uh, commissioner Gordon's a black guy in this. Isn't Batman penguin movie. a bad guy? Yeah. And that's, that's Colin Farrell. It's not a black guy. Uh, he's a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. What he's saying is all the white guys are bad guys. Oh, all the white guys. All the okay. white guys are bad guys, and then the the only good people in the in the movie, other than Batman and Alfred, I guess, is is uh, Commissioner Gordon, who they race swapped to a black guy, um, and the mayor, who's a black woman, and then he said someone else, I don't know. Oh, a uh, cat cat woman, who's who's non-white. Um, so Eric July said that was you know that's forty minutes or that's a couple minutes out of a forty minute review, and I get what he's saying. He he was basically talking about how the agenda is to you know make all the white people bad guys and you know the positive images for all black people it's like it's like it 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 was just a point he was making it wasn't racist i don't think it was just 
and Eric July didn't think it was racist. He didn't care. Um, but this black dude from this, this other podcast was so pissed off about Eric July um, defending him that he's saying he was caping for a white man. You know, he's basically Uncle Tommy. Mm-hmm. So Eric went on his show, his little podcast, and uh, and the, it just devolved quickly into, into bullshit. And uh, the guy's a big old fat turd, too. So Im- Im- immediately the guy started talking shit to Eric, and Eric's like, you're just a big fat fuck. So what do you got to say about it? And uh, so at one point, it's finally the guy was trying to like flex on, on Eric saying, oh, you know, I, I have a studio to, to do my podcast. You, you run in your place out of your home. And he goes, I built a studio in my home. What's the point? I don't care. It doesn't yeah. matter. And he goes, and then it got to the point where he's like, you got a nappy beard. And, and I, I, can get, I got all these bitches. I'm fucking all these bitches. I'm getting at with all these bitches. And, and the guy's like morbidly obese and 30 something years old. And Eric's like, that's supposed to be something being proud of? He goes, I'm a married man. I'm a married man. I don't need to be chasing uh, uh, F and B's, as, as you say. It's like, that's not, that's not something to be proud of. He goes, let me ask you this. Were you, were you raised by a single mother? <laughs> Do you have a positive male influence in your life? And the guy was like, he just, he flipped out at that point. He was so pissed off. <laughs> and Eric was like, you know, Eric realized it. He goes, yeah. Oh, he goes, he goes, you know, you, you turned it to something personal. You're making ad hominem attacks. You're doing all this thing. He goes, yeah, but you, but you making fun of me. You, you called me a fat fuck. He goes, yeah, I did. Because you a fat fuck. You objectively a fat fuck. Motherfucker. <laughs> well, what, you know what I like about that whole thing is Eric July's approach on that is, and I think the world needs more of this. You're saying it's a 40 minute. He's saying, well, you're, I didn't see it. So I'm yeah. taking your word of what he said. He goes, it's a 40 minute review. And he said something for two minutes. That Off may, the top of his head. It wasn't that scripted. That maybe someone found objectionable. Yeah, they chose or, to be offended. Or he saw it and it bothered him, and he was just saying in his review, it bothered me. Mm-hmm. And Eric July's going, okay, maybe I disagreed with him. Maybe I didn't disagree with him. I don't think it's racist. But even if he said that thing, it is a tiny piece. It's 5%, two minutes of the 40 yep. minutes of what he said. Can we start judging people by their character in general? And I, I was having By the this, sum of their character, yeah. I was having the this discussion. Totality. My my oldest son asked me a really, really insightful question the other day. He said, who is the most underrated president, in your opinion? And I said, honestly, my honest opinion is George Washington. Yeah. And he goes, well, he's re-, I said, I understand. They took away his, his day. But he gets all sorts of accolades for being the first, and they were going to make him king. And people say, how can you say he was underrated? Because the guy could have been king. Think of the person it took at that point in our history. And I said, this is why I saw some guy on CNN or something, some black commentator saying the, the Constitution is basically trash because it's written by a bunch of rich. Yeah, white. it wasn't representative. La- fuck off. Yeah, he goes, we need to tear it down, start over with representative, yeah. have everybody's voice be heard. So I said, other than maybe the Magna Carta. That the Constitution is the single most important document in the history of mankind. Well, other than the Bible. That's, uh, don't get me started. Um, The Bible's not one document. It's something written by a bunch of, it's a parable. God doesn't write books. Yeah, the Bible is probably the single most important uh, book in in the history of uh, the world. Here you go getting all churchy on me again. I mean, it is. No, because it, to some people it doesn't mean anything. To millions of people it does. I know, but the constitu- some people the constitution doesn't mean anything. But, it, it, but the constitution doesn't have to mean anything. It has changed the way the world is. There was not representative government before then. 
There just wasn't. And so now whether you agree that it's right or wrong, representative government has come to the world and and changed how the world works. It didn't exist before that time. And so it took something that that was not in existence. It was some, you know, sort of I'm I'm romanticizing here a little bit. Peasant farmers basically just went, "Hey, um Let's just make something brand new, a total different type of government. And not only did they make it and it worked, it is the most successful government or form of government in the history of the world, period. And because of that and the, and the point, the nexus we were at with all of that stuff in our history, Washington could have been a whole different kind of guy. And so he was a principled person. Yes, he had flaws. Um, and slavery was one of them, and it was a big one. But if you do the actual research, people like him and Jefferson, who were slave owners, were trying to find a way to let it go. And they, at that moment in time, they couldn't. And they knew it was going to lead to something bad down the road. Well, and then the, the question, who's the most under, unappreciated Today's day and age, maybe back in the fifties, the way it was, the history is taught, he wouldn't have been. But right now, he's known at, to to the current crop of kids as a slave, the first president, slave owner. Um, what else? Uh, wooden uh, teeth, uh, colonist or uh, colonizer. And- yeah, and they and they took away his uh, the the national holiday. Yeah. There's no Washington Day. There's President's fucking day. Yeah. Which means nothing. I don't think it's President's fucking day. I think it's just President's day. Fucking President's day? Uh, no, I don't think you get to fuck the only, president. Only Marilyn Monroe. Yeah. Her. Yep. Um, but Kennedy's another good example. Kennedy, I think, someone who would be seen now as a Republican and not a Democrat. Kennedy was very, hey, I mean, in the ask not what you can do for your country, you can do for, ask what you can do for your country. We've lost that. That's the other way around right now. Yeah. It's. It's what are you going to do for me kind of thing. And, yeah, he was a philanderer and, uh, you know, he had a lot of flaws. But he was a damn good president, you know. But I don't think he's underrated because they romanticize him a Mm -hmm. lot. Now, 100 years from now, they might. He might suffer the same fate as Washington. So, But we look for the smallest thing, to get back to the Eric July thing, we look for the smallest thing to completely destroy someone's character. You know, that's like if you have someone who, you know, gave to charity and did all these things and then, you know, they're like, well, he cheated on his wife that one time. Well, miserable human being. You know what I think is another great example of that? Lance Armstrong. Lance Armstrong cheated in the Tour de France. Big fucking deal. Guess what? So did everybody else. Everybody cheated in that race. Yeah. So is it cheating if everybody's cheating? Okay. The same way? (laughs) Right. So everybody cheats. Everybody cheats in the Tour de France. Cycling is like the most dope riddled sport there is um but what did lance armstrong do with that fame he created charities the live strong thing which whether or not he benefited from it i don't fucking care it saved tens of thousands of people from cancer or extended their lives and you can say that was for a completely self-serving reason who cares yeah and so I, I think it was very mature of Eric July to say, eh, I don't think it was racist. Well, and then his and tweet, big deal. his initial tweet wasn't even defending the guy. His initial tweet about it that set this other guy off 
was that um, the left's always f- finding imaginary dragons to slay. Yeah. And so, and, and then he comes to find out that he did a video about it that this guy never even watched. And he goes, yeah, in the video I defended him because I go, I go he's he got a point to make there because there is an agenda right now. That's all. And he goes, did you watch the video? And the guy didn't watch the video. He goes, so you don't even know what the context of this is. Yeah. And he goes, all you're worried about is having white people dictate to you how you think and how you're offended and how you how you react to everything based on, on what white people's perception of you is. Well, and he goes, I don't do that. He goes, I, I do my my stuff based on how I want to present myself, not on whether or not a white person will accept what I say. Yeah. And, you know, I think, uh, you know, one of the things that is great about the whole thing is Eric July is just staying true to what he is in that whole thing. He's not bowing to one side or the no. other, you know, and he's not wrong. Yeah. There is that agenda. So anyway. Well, we should probably uh, wrap it up here. We're coming up on time. We're coming up on time. I did have a couple other to go over. Real quick, the here the Iowa governor signed a bill banning transgender individuals from women's sports. Good for her. Yeah, we need more of that. More, more, more uh, well, legislatures and more governors need to sign these bills. Leah Thomas, who I'm going to call a man because that's what every cell in his body says. Uh, I don't care if he wants to be called Leah. That's fine with me. Um, you know, you want to be crow, and I'll, I'll go with that. But no, so um, it, he came out in a Sports Illustrated article recently saying, "I am a woman. I it's my right to swim on the Olympic women's team." The only, I say, do it because the Olympics are already a joke. Mm-hmm. The uh, Winter Olympics from China, nobody watched it, like nobody. And so, if you're going to do this bullshit, even fewer people are going to watch it. I do like this the sub. Uh Heading from this Alpha News article, it says, when signing the bill, Reynolds, the first female governor in Iowa's history, pointed out that the bill was a matter of fairness. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you're, you're, you know, this whole rah-rah woman thing, it only matters if you're a fucking hard leftist. Yeah. And, and a transgender caper, or a, I was going to use a, a, a vulgar term, but a simp for the, for the uh, transgender community. Okay. Uh, and then that's pretty much it. I it's just the, that needs to happen more and more. Well, what I wish, and I understand in Leah Thomas's teammates, um, you know, who are college kids who aren't going to be Olympic swimmers. They just, they want to get through college. They don't want to be ostracized on campus. Probably, I mean, I if you got kicked off the team, big deal to me. You have to have some principles. Hmm. I can understand not wanting to be ostracized on campus, but you also have to worry that the university is going to kick you out. I mean, if you protest this. So I understand them not standing up for this, but I do think it's going to take women saying, I will not compete against them. Yeah. Just like with the the Russian team that was going to the World Cup and Sweden. and Well, they're coach too. Yeah. They're fucking coach. Well, but it turns out Penn has never won like a – Ivy League championship, so he just wants to win. Yeah, that's bullshit. That's disgusting. He's, uh, I don't know, he's, he's enabling this, and he's putting the girls in danger by allowing this f- fucking freak in their locker room. By the way, one of the things they found out is that Thomas was, uh, he was tanking a lot of his races, so like he would swim the 100, and his first 50 was slower than his last 50. So in other words, Which he's doesn't happen. Right. He's in the water. He's trying to figure out, you know, where he sits and he's trying to 
set his pace. And so he got beat by that woman who's transitioning to a man. And they went, well, see? Yeah. See, the, the woman beat him. And then that person came in sixth in the championship races, and Thomas just crushed it. Reminds me, he must have watched The Incredibles then, where they had the little the, the son in that movie was a speedster really fast. Uh, yeah. Um, and, and so the, the dad was super strong. Dash. Yeah, so Dash was. And so at the very end of the movie, uh, initially they're saying that. You, Wait, are you, you going to ruin The Incredibles yeah. for people? Initially they said you can't, you can't race with, with people because you're super powered. And, mm. and then at the end they go, and I don't know what the moral was. It's like a weird moral story. It doesn't make sense because at the end of this, they decide they're going to let him race, but he can't win. He can only come in second. You sure? I thought he won. No, he slowed. He was going really, really fast. And then his parents were like, "Oh yeah, no, yeah. slow down, slow down." And he's like, "Oh, oh." And then they, okay, fast because people were passing. So then he came in like second. It's like that's not a good moral story. If you've got an un, a genetic edge that nobody else has, then you should not be competing in the same sport with those people. I don't know because like uh, Superman in the Christopher Reeve Superman movie in like seventy eight or seventy nine or whatever, he's like, "I want to play football. I could score a touchdown every time." And his dad's like. That's not what you're here for. Right. And so I I get the dash thing. I mean, I don't necessarily. Then he shouldn't even have competed because what's the point? Yeah, probably. They wanted to make him. He's a kid. They wanted to make him feel like. I mean, maybe just participating with other kids in a normal activity. Maybe that was the whole point of it. If if that's the case, sure. Because then if they're saying don't win, give the people, the person, the opportunity to win. But still, then you're taking away a second place or a third place. All I hear is you hate The Incredibles and it was a terrible movie and Pixar should burn in hell. That's what I'm hearing you say. All right. Well, to get a hold of us, the best way to do it is through uh, Facebook because Crow doesn't like email. And, well, neither do I. I never check. So uh, <laughs> we would appreciate reviews on iTunes as well. Uh, it helps raise the uh, raise the profile of the podcast. So, And I also want to give a shout-out to Andy, one of our fans on Facebook, who likes every damn post and shares – Every time I post nice. a podcast. I don't even yeah. do that. I know. You don't even read it. <laughs> you don't even have Facebook. You don't go there. I barely go on Facebook. I know. I know. So anyway, if you can uh, give us those reviews, like, share, give us your comment topics, we would really appreciate it. See you. Bye. Bye.